Well, here we are. I can't believe it. It looks pretty much exactly the same. It's only been, what, five years or so? Not like that much time has passed. I just figured with the storms and all, it'd be in a lot less decent shape. It was in pretty terrible shape already when we were kids. We just didn't realize it. <laughs> or care, for that matter. I guess we should go check it out, huh? We're here. Might as well. Weather said Hurricane Colleen won't hit for another hour or so. Hopefully they'll hold off while we're here. Yeah, the last thing I want is for us to be stuck out here in the rain. As I took every tentative step down the dock, I realized it wasn't just the fear of falling through the old rotten wood. It was also the fear of what we were going to find. We really did spend a lot of our childhood playing in that old wheelhouse. Hell, we spent a lot of time there as young adults, too. I had a lot of good memories here at the dock, and also a lot of bad ones. I pushed them all out of my mind as we slowly approached the small shack at the end. Check it out. Our sign is still there. Sure enough, it was. The old sign we painted to read Helm Home still hung over the entryway. Crooked, just like we left it. No one really had any idea what the wheelhouse of a ship wound up doing on the docks here at Melancholy Falls, but once we found it as kids, we certainly made it our own. Helm Home. Welcome home, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Let's take a look around and just get out of here, huh? We stepped inside the old shack, and it didn't really seem to have changed all that much. The small space still had all of our old markings on it. Paintings, tattered old blankets, the table and chairs we dragged in there almost 20 years ago. It was like stepping into a time warp. Check it out, dude. The wheel still turns. I'm surprised it hasn't rusted over. I'm surprised this place is still standing, period. It's like no one has been here since we left. Yeah, doesn't that strike you as a little odd? I mean, we left a lot of stuff in here. You'd think some other kids would have taken over and, you know, added some of their own touches to the place. Kids these days don't even want to leave the house because they're too busy taking selfies. It's hard to imagine one of them coming out here and live-tweeting their ancient findings in 140 characters or less. I came across something called a Walkman today. Where is the touchscreen? Hashtag 1980s. Hashtag first world problems. Hashtag my dad is old. I guess we should just be thankful it's honestly here. But really, now what? What do you mean? Well, if this is the home I'm supposed to be at, now what do I do? I'm here. I don't know what else is supposed to happen. Want me to call our friends back? No, 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 no. No more whispers. Let's just figure this out on our own. Those things give me the creeps. Yeah, but it sounds so badass. Just keep looking, okay? There's gotta be something around here. We continued to search, but nothing was jumping out at us. Nothing really screamed like it was important detail. We were obviously missing something, we just weren't sure what it was. Eventually, we gave up. I sat in one of the old wooden chairs, and Buddy took to leaning on the wheel. So... is that it, then? I mean, I guess. What a waste this was. Hey, we came. We tried. It was a good guess, right? Yeah, I guess so. Come on. Let's get out of here before the rain really starts, okay? Sure thing. Let's go grab a bite somewhere. As we walked toward the door, Buddy spun the wheel one more time. As it spun around, the clacking became louder, and something heavy bumped the bottom of the dock we were standing on. We both froze looking at each other when we heard the small splash beneath us. What was that? That didn't happen before, right? I don't think so. Try it again. It sounds like it's right underneath us. Hang on a second. I think this board is loose. Buddy got down and pried aside one of the boards of the dock, exposing the water underneath. With the storm coming in, it made it much harder to see, so it took us a few moments to realize there was a metal box just above the water level. What the hell is that? Is that attached to the wheel? 
Before we can reach for it, the box went back into the water. I noticed the top of it was tied to a long chain. Hey, I think it's connected to the wheel. Can you, can you turn it again? You got it. As Buddy turned the wheel, the box rose from the water again. The bump was from when it hit the underside of the dock. Before it disappeared again, I grabbed it and pulled it into the wheelhouse. Is that it? I, I don't know. Did, did we put this here? I don't remember. But you'd think I remember a box attached to a rope attached to the wheel. An intricate system of levers and pulleys is not something you usually forget easily. As the rain began to come down, we both stared at the metal box. It was closed tight and locked by a combination lock. That thing looks awfully pristine for being in the seawater. It almost looks brand new. Why didn't the salt water rust it? Do you have any idea what the combo is? Well, I'm guessing one, two, three, four, five is way too easy, huh? Don't worry. You may not know this about me, but I'm a master lock pick. Here, let me give it a shot. Okay, let's start with the most obvious. One, one, one. No, that's not it. Okay, uh, one, one, two. Okay, no. As Buddy tried to crack the code, I started to wonder, what the hell could it be? But seeing Buddy try and crack the code for me, it reminded me what a great friend he'd always been. And that's when it hit me. Four. Buddy. Uh, Buddy, wait, I think I know the combo. One. Really? I'm pretty sure I almost have it, though. I took out the envelope and looked at the numbers again. Try 82015. All right, let me see. 82015. Huh? It worked! The lock came off, freeing the box from its bindings, allowing us access to the inside. Before Buddy even thought about opening it up for himself, he handed it over to me with a smile. Ah, you, my friend. Open her up. I took the box in my hands and held it. I wasn't sure what was going to be inside, but I was kind of apprehensive. But I took a breath and I opened it up. Okay, here goes. There was no bright blinding light, no fanfare, no ceremony. The box just opened and displayed its contents to me. Well, what is it? It's a talisman, I think? I took it out of the box so Buddy could see. It was circular in shape, with three smaller spirals within it, each starting in the middle and branching off to the outer rim of the talisman. The outer rim itself had seven distinct depressions, as if something was meant to be in each one, but had long ago fallen out. The center of it was a dark stone, the blackest black I had ever seen. It was both beautiful and terrifying at the same time. Okay, we definitely did not put that in there. Well, somebody had to. Hey, there's something else in there too. Buddy took the box from me as I continued to look at the talisman. Turning it over in my hand, it just felt... odd. It was like a small electrical current was running through it. When I looked back to Buddy, he had a sealed plastic bag in his hand. He looked at me with wide eyes. What's wrong? It has your name on it. I looked at him in disbelief and took the bag. Sure enough, through the clear plastic, I could see another envelope inside, with my name written across it in the same handwriting as the one from the hospital. I quickly opened it up and tore open the envelope to find another note card inside. What does it say? It says, Jonathan. Hey, that's you! (laughs) Yeah, buddy, that's me. It says, Jonathan, go to the end of the dock. Face the ocean. Wait. The hell does that mean? What's gonna happen then? I don't know, but I guess we should go find out, huh? The storm was already beginning to rage in the distance when we stepped outside. It was already raiding quite a bit, and the wind was whipping at us, but the worst of it was still far off. We walked a few feet to the edge of the dock and stared off at the storm, awaiting whatever came next. 
Home at last, huh? You know, if you don't have to do this, you can go back to the car. Back home. No way, dude. You came to me for help, and I helped you. We're in this together now. That's what friends are for, right? Yeah, I know. You're right. Thanks, man. And that is when the burlap bags went over our heads. Seriously? Can I can't see. I can't even breathe. Can you, like, get this off my head, please? Turn Home, Episode 1, Home at Last. You just listened to Part 4 of 5. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andy Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast and on Twitter at returnhomeshow. Questions? Comments? Burlap bag thrust over your head? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.